Welcome to another session of This Are Sunday Mornings with me, C. Maria, a.k.a. the Mediating Shiro right here at Our Ground Zero. As always, I want to remind you that when we are at Ground Zero, we're not at rock bottom unless you choose to look at it that way. We are simply on solid ground where we can gain our footing, dig in deeply, and prepare to propel ourselves to new heights so that we can soar with the eagles. Again, thank you, thank you for being here. Hello to our friends coming on in our show's call query. And hello, hello, special shout out and welcome back to Simon from the UK. Simon is joining us this morning over in our show chat room. So I want to um, thank you for that. So before we get into the show, let me tell some of you who may be new and those of you who will be listening to the replay, uh, how our show flows. Uh, Normally, I will do this, give our greetings, salutations, and some analytics from the week prior. We did miss last week. Um, I got up and there's just so much going on. I just decided to take that week off. 
so I want you to understand that because um, week before last we spoke about honest enemies. Today we're talking about fake friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, whomever they may be. We're going to delve into that later on today. And before we get started into today's programming and session, we do have what we call the stress relief and release segment where I ask that you're in a lying or seated position because your eyes need to be closed for our breathing exercises. That's when we exhale. We let go of everything that we have been carrying around uh, for the last week and beyond. So before we delve into that, let's talk about and give a shout-out to the countries, provinces, and states, of course, who had Some of the highest listenership, this is not our entire list, but these are the people who have the higher or highest listenership in the last week. And we are really on a roll, it seems like, uh, presently. Uh, We seem to be growing by leaps and bounds uh, in our listenership, and for that I want to thank you all. So let's... um, Put on some travel music for this one. Where's a good one? Let's see what's in our call queue that we can do. Let's do where I want to go. I think we'll do this one while we give our shout-outs today. So hopefully you can hear a little bit in the background. Should be playing. Not sure. Ah. Let's turn it up a little bit. Okay, so special shout-out to the United States of America, Spain, the United Kingdom, Cambodia, Brazil, China, Thailand, Russia, Argentina, Canada, and Italy. Let's say that again. USA, Spain, United Kingdom, Cambodia, Brazil, China, Thailand, Russia, Argentina, Canada, and Italy, and all the other countries and provinces, thank you as well. Thank you, thank you. And here in the United States of America, big shout out to New York, Maryland, Georgia, Tennessee, California, Washington State, Oregon, Arizona, Texas, Missouri, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Virginia, and Florida. One more time, New York, Maryland, Georgia, Tennessee, California, Washington State, Oregon, Arizona, Texas, Missouri, Illinois, Ohio. Did I say Ohio last time? If I didn't, Ohio, Ohio, just in case. Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Virginia, and Florida. And to all the other states as well, we practically, we have listenership in almost the entire 50 states minus I believe five. So 45 states, we have some type of active listenership. So today, as I said, after our breathing exercises, our stress relief and release segment, we're going to move right into those fake family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, classmates. Do not mistake, okay, the honest enemies for fake friends. We're going to delve into that as soon as our program continues. So by now you should be getting into your um, seated aligned position so that we can keep the show flowing. 
again and oh yes and if there are moments of silence hopefully and prayerfully and won't be due to any type of technical difficulties they are done by design because those are the moments that I give you the chance to reflect upon and digest what has been discussed up to that moment figure out where you can apply it in your lives and if you know someone who can benefit from the program please share share away because it is it is um, one of my greatest joys in life to know that I am touching the world in some form. And Simon has already started the discussion better, the honest enemy, than the fake friend. At least you know where you stand exactly, and we're going to jump right into that. Simon, as soon as we are done with our stress relief and release program. So we're ready to start that segment, rather, not program. So we are about to jump into that lying or seated position, eyes closed. Let's let go of all of the stress, all of the disappointments, all of the heartaches and pain that we have been carrying around for so long. Let's let it all go. Lying or seated position, eyes closed. Ready? Let's inhale. Now exhale slowly. Let's inhale. Let everything go, people. Now exhale. Let's inhale. Now exhale. I think next week we're going to do a bit of an o- an open chat, and um, we'll be talking about some of the things going on in the world from the, uh, I believe it was the Dallas police officer who went to the wrong apartment thinking it was hers, and when the resident opened the door, she killed them, she shot them dead. We're going to be talking about a whole lot of things going on in this world. Things that make absolutely no sense and why there are more and more people who are getting tired of the hatred, of the um, um, unrest, of the lies and the deceptions and all types of things going on. We're also going to be talking about relationship issues. So next week is definitely going to be an open chat. If you have something that you want to talk about, of course, you can come on and um, let us know. Uh, what's on your mind. But another issue at hand is the fact that um, right now you know that I'm in the middle of, um, as we call it, a finals month rather. For me it's a whole month because I have six classes and they're spread out as of the end of today though. I will have completed three of the six, so I'll be at my halfway point. Then I have another one this week and then a week off and then another one the last week of this month. Um, And I just noticed this is my birthday week. Um, I believe it's um, three days from now. I have a birthday. So this is my birthday week, and we're just going to leave it at that for now because I really didn't really have anything else planned to say about that. I just noticed that, um, wow, it's my birthday week. Um, So again, we're going to be delving into a lot of things as this year is coming to a close and an end. And, uh, you know, I had taken my first final on Friday, and I just was not prepared for that. Everything I studied for, I'm like, wait, 
this is something a tad bit different, so it threw me a bit. So prayerfully, I'll make it through this year and be able to move on to my last year. Um, And we'll be talking about that next week, too, how, you know, so many people think that so our perceptions of people and how perfect they are and how wonderful their lives may be, you know, at this point, we are at a place now where a lot of us leaders especially, we need to be very transparent and open and honest about things because so many people look at stars and celebrities and all of these people and think, I want to be just like them. They have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. You know, it's wonderful when you see these performers and people they have on the makeup and the glamour and the glitz, but behind the scenes, we don't know what's going on back there. So again, welcome to each and every one of you. Those of you who are jumping on the call query, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And if you want to become a part of the program, of course, you have something on your mind or a story about those fake friends, feel free to press the number one on your phone. After we get into our lesson for today, I will definitely, I see you 4009. I promise you I will bring you on as soon as we get the program going. For those of you who are still doing your breathing exercises, please, please, please continue your exercises, lie back and chill for our program because this may be the only downtime that you have for the rest of the week. So again, um, thank you for being here. As I said, 4009, last 4, 4009. I will bring you on in a moment. Um, so week before last, we spoke about the honest enemies. This week, we're talking about our fake friends who smile in our faces while cutting us down behind the scenes. Not everyone who hugs us or smiles in our face are for us. Remember that families are not immune from hurt and harm of the fake connections. Family can hurt us worse than those with no DNA connections. I know many will not want to walk away from family, but there comes a time when we must do what is best for us. Walking away from friends is easier in many cases than walking away from family, but our healing and health has to take precedence at some point. So as I said last week, we spoke about honest enemies. This week, we're talking about those fake friends, coworkers, neighbors, whomever it is. Many of us have these people in our lives. We have these people everywhere. And over in the chat, as Simon has already uh, stated, better the honest enemy than the fake friend. At least you know where you stand. And that's the truth, and that was my beginning point for the day. You see, honest enemies, you know, they pretty much, they let you know where they're coming from, so you know up front what to expect from them. Where fake friends are concerned, fake family, fake lovers, fake this and that, many times we don't know. We're just not prepared for what may be coming. We don't know. We're not prepared to deal with it. We don't want to deal with it. And that's where the problem comes in. Because what we have invested in these individuals, they have not reciprocated and have no intentions of reciprocating. 
period. They just don't have any intention of reciprocating. And I'm telling you all here and now that, as I said earlier, they come in many forms, many, many forms. Co-workers, the Uncle Toms and the Thomasinas, as I call them. They don't want to go anywhere, and they don't want you to go anywhere either. But they'll laugh and joke. And then, you know, it's so funny. I have a coworker who does that constantly. Like, I don't know when they're fishing for information. And I always tell people, I said, just so you know, I never say something that I don't give a hoot if it's repeated or not. But you know where I'm coming from. Don't play games with me. Because I will tell you one time, hey, I'm going to elevate this. And when I say that, don't be surprised. Call me an honest enemy or call me an adversary or call me somebody who's a friend who is not going to fall for the hokey dokes and people trying to <clears throat> cut me down behind my back. Um, 4009. Let's see. 4009. Good oh, yes, morning. Ma'am. Can you hear me? Am I coming yes, through clearly? Yes, I can. Yes. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I just... Uh... Oh, that that rings so true to me, and I think at the end of the day that you have to be peaceful if you actually want peace. And yes. the people around you want to acquire things, and you need to kind of walk through the minefield of friendships and family to, you know, really get to where you're going. So, yeah, I, yes. I completely agree with that. You're going to have to write people off because they don't have your best interests at heart. Exactly. And and the yeah. one thing that I want to say is that I love when males call in because so many women, a problem with women and my fellow sisters is the fact that so many of us, we can't even fathom that because a lot of us will say, well, he did this and the next one's going to do this and that. And I don't trust any man or I don't trust any woman. You know, these things here, when a man can tell his stories, if you have a story that you want to share that um, you, you have gone through, because I love to show that you guys go through this too. And no matter what show I do, I always say that, ladies, how about we look at it this way, that there's always a male out there who's been hurt by his significant other or by a family member. And every year what I do, I notice that um, – a lot of men are more um, at ease speaking because one of the things that I advocate is the fact that my show is for everyone. And for you to call in and just to say the words that you've said so far, um, it helps to enlighten some people out there who feel as though men are not allowed to have these types of thoughts or feelings. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, I actually do have a story. Um, <clears throat> if, uh, if if you were you know, willing to let me share it. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been a friend, this uh, guy, for a long time. He was my best friend. We had each other's backs. We, you know, if he needed money, I would throw him some cash. If I needed money, he'd throw me cash. Like, we had a whole thing. It was great. And then uh, he ended up in this relationship with this girl. And she was very far left and... uh I didn't learn until about three years into this relationship that she was mistreating him. And uh, mm-hmm. so she she had to relocate. She could no she could no longer live in this house. There was not a you know hospitable domain 
for either of them. There was no way they were going to get along together living in the same domicile. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so I called her. I called her and I told her, look, I don't think you're a bad person. I just think you and him, I mean, you guys are both good people. I just don't think you guys have the same, you know, idea in mind. You, you guys have way different preferences and you guys both have to deal with stuff. And then my friend, uh, he tells me a week after um, the whole move-out thing, after I helped him scrub his house down and move everything out, that he's talking to her again and trying to get back into a relationship with her. And I I mean, that's, that's very self-destructive. And there was no real way for me to... I can't enter... You know, I can't intervene. I'm his friend. Right. I can't intervene and be like, yeah, you're making a huge mistake, buddy. But... Right. Yeah, I, I saw the crash coming, you know. But once you do what you can do, mm-hmm. you've done all you can do. So at that point, you know, you leave with clean hands and you rest well at night. Because there's a lot of times when I've had people in the past who, I had one friend who actually, um, her husband, I told her everything that I knew about what he was doing. I only said it once. And then I said, now I'm going to leave it alone. And they got remarried. Now they're divorced again. And... um and she said, you know, you said it once, you didn't keep harping on it and harping on it. No, because once we say our piece about things, it's up to that person to decide if they want to stay broken or if they want to fix themselves. And that's where the problem comes in. And there are times when if you try to stay in that good friend that's there for your friend, at some point it will then attach itself to you because that thing called a law of attraction, it's something real because you're seeing this type of abuse going on and you can't do a thing about it. And as much as you want your friend to change, obviously he's not ready to change. So he's still pursuing the one thing in the world that he should not have. And when he does that, it hurts you and it affects you. So let me ask you this. Have you broken off that friendship? Or are you now at arm's length from him? Or are you still trying to hang tough and just be there in the event that he falls to a point where he can't get up by himself? Well, I, I have a very clear understanding with him. If he ever has any um, any need for me to help him with his father or his mother or his grandparents, you know, call me, show up at my door. Even if I don't have your phone number, show up at my door pick me up and I'll, you know, take me to wherever we need to go to work. But I mean, really at the end of the day, um, I told him that I think he's, uh, making a huge mistake. I don't think this, uh, this lady is going to benefit his life in any way. And I think that he should probably stay single for, you know, a lengthy amount of time, three to six months, maybe a year, you know, just kind of define where he is in his availability Mm -hmm. to actually, be emotionally, you know, adapt to having a relationship. And I think he's been abused for so long. You know, it's, um, there was that book, uh, what's it called? Uh, I hate you. Don't leave me (laughs) where I I think that's very, um, yeah, I think that's very, uh, accurate in in the description of his story is he, he just, uh, he doesn't remember life before her. So he had years with her and she mistreated him terribly. And, uh, yeah, he just doesn't, he do, he can't view it, he cannot remember his life before she was in the picture, so he cannot possibly go back and remember that 
we had good times before I even knew her name, and that was like three or four years ago. So, I mean, that that's that's the situation I'm dealing with. No, I, I didn't write him off completely. I mean, I can't really do that. Uh, he's been a very good friend to me, and I've done my best to be a good friend to him, but obviously when people are emotionally involved, they're not going to listen to reason. They're just hoping that you, you know, agree with them. And I can't do that. I don't think this uh, this girl is going to be a good part of his life. I think it's going to be a tragedy. It's going to end tragically. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So whatever you have to say about yeah. that, I'm more than happy to listen. Yeah, I am. Um... You know, you said about three years or so, and it's a shame when we have people who are at that point where they can't remember the time before their abusers had come into their life. And I want to tell anybody, if the abuser is listening, she's perfectly welcome to call in and give her side of the story. You know, this is your opinion of what's going on. If she has a different view of things, and if she listens to this show or the replay, she's perfectly welcome to contact us and give her side of it. Or your friend can call in. But what happens many times in these types of relationships is that people become so accustomed to it and they get so, what's the word I'm looking for, comfortable in their discomfort that they cannot imagine starting over. The key here is starting over because there's so many unhappy, lonely people in this world that they have someone or something or whatever title you want to give to it, good or bad, in their lives. They would rather have a stranger in their home or that warm body in their cold homes and beds instead of coming home alone. I always tell people, listen, if you're that cold tonight, get an electric blanket. They're on sale right now at certain places. Go out and buy one. You'll be as warm as you want to be. But to put, you know, that body next to you who makes you feel like a prisoner in your own home, or I always tell people, think of it as a stock. If you're investing in all of these shares, but you're getting little or no return, that's usually a junk stock, and you need to get rid of it at some point. But a lot of people are so afraid of growing older being alone, that they would rather keep an abusive individual, someone who's not giving them what they are, is not reciprocating what they are saying. Um, oh, my goodness, I have a lot of them. Let me read some comments that are coming in. Um, Jennifer she is responding, and she has to send it to me another way because I can't see it over in our show chat room. But Jennifer writes, blessings and peace to caller 4009. Stay strong. He will appreciate you again one day. Uh, she goes on to say, I can only comment in this space. My phone doesn't support the platform required for me to comment on the live chat. Love you, my sisters and brothers. And... She says, good morning to everyone. I kind of read it backwards from the most recent down. But we are getting comments from all over the place here. Let me go over here to our show chat room and see. Simon has um, not written anything since earlier. And um, we're getting comments in um, <laughs> from all over the place. And everyone has an opinion today. 
So yeah, I'm can I can I respond to, to that real places. quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I respond? Uh, Jennifer, thank you for uh, listening to the show. This is obviously a really good place for people to interact. I mean, that's and and I know eventually he will realize that I only was trying to have his back. I mean, I've had his back before in several situations, and he's had mine. And I'm trying to, you know, I, I went out of my way. I, I literally told her, uh, don't go back with him. You guys clearly have not learned your lesson. Um, you living in different buildings, that's not going to make anything better. You guys need to take time to find out what your priorities are. There's, It's not going to get right. better. It's not. None of it will ever get better until you clearly define what you want. And they just, all they did was move into different houses. And, yeah, that, that was the end of it. Yeah. And magically, now they're reconnecting. So I, I don't know what to do in that situation. But uh, I do appreciate that, Jennifer. Yeah, I tell you this, though. I, one thing that you said that um, stood out in my mind, and I've done shows on this before, is that it, your friend does need to have that back step. He needs to regroup, refresh, rethink, relearn, rediscover who he is. And he needs to have serious talks with the person that he sees every morning when he looks in the mirror or whenever he walks past his reflection. He needs to see the power in that person. He needs to understand that until that person learns how to be happy with himself alone and learn how to sustain that happiness and know what it's like to be happy when he's in a relationship and when he's out of a relationship, then he will always stay stuck in this vicious cycle that he's in now because, again, he has somebody. And there's more to life than just lying down with some for those few moments of passion or whatever it is and then waking up to the drama again. Life is not about that. And, it's you know, to this day it still hurts me to know that so many people live life like this. Um, I was at the post office just um, yesterday. And one of the workers there, she said, so how long is it for, you know, my anniversary, my wedding anniversary? And I said, you mean my divorce? And I said, you know, this man had become a stranger in my house before we got married. We used to have the old-fashioned date nights. I don't know how, how old you are, but back in the day, you know, we'd have the movie nights and we'd have board game nights. And we used to run up to 7-Eleven yeah. and get our big bites and all of that. We would have a ball together. The minute we got married, his true colors showed up. He started having an affair with a neighbor who was a couple yards away, and they're still together. And I'm like, more power to you because when I did that, and I'm that type of person who does the background checks and all of this, but one thing with me was the fact that, oddly enough, he and another gentleman had the same names. Their birthdays were off by like a, a year and a day or something crazy. I kept getting the wrong report until after we were married. Had I known, I would not have married him. But, again, when things got bad, where he started to get violent and he was becoming abusive, and me being this person who works in this realm, this show is healing through hurt. And, actually, it was born out of my experience with this marriage. You know, I married at an older age well, this was my second marriage, but it was in an older age. And I'm like, you know, I'm too old for this. And I'm that person that helps people. And then I became a part of the system, just the number in the legal system, just like the women and men who I was helping prior to. I got firsthand the know-how. They're judges that do not care. 
these nonprofit organizations out here that do not care. Some of the notable ones, one never contacted me. They said, listen, we're busy right now. We don't have anyone to help you, but we love you anyway. Quote, end of quote. That was one. Another well-known name told me that. I said, well, this judge said for me to come back when I'm bruised. He wanted to see bruises, and I swear, I thought that he was getting excited about the possibility of that. So this nonprofit told me, well, yeah, there's a few judges that we don't like for women who are batted to go before. Well, why don't you tell us? Oh, no, that would cut into our funding. If we make the, the judicial system mad, that could cut into our funding. That was the answer that I got. And if I said the name of this organization, people would be like, nah, uh, yeah, because I was someone there. But I do say the police, the local police department, they allegedly had someone who was the, um, who ran the domestic violent unit. Now, this was back in, now, I want you to understand this, this was back in 2009-10. To this day, that so-called person running that unit has not returned one call or message that I sent. To this day. So when we get into these types of situations, I understand how hard it can be when we have people who are supposed to be there to help, but their funding is more important than the mission that they claim their organizations were created for. There are judges out there. And the worst part is I met other women who had gone before the same judge, and he told them the same thing. He was useless as a judge, someone in that robe. So with your friend, and of course, you know, the social stigma when it's men and the tables are turned and it's the man that's in that situation, so many men don't want to bring these issues forward. And that's where the problem Mm -hmm. comes in. A lot of men just don't want to talk about it because men are supposed to be Strong and they're supposed, supposed to, to be, be tough. They're supposed to be yes, tough. Yes, you're supposed to be tough. You don't cry and you don't let any woman walk over you, but it happens more and more. And so many people don't realize this how often it happens. Gemini Moon over in our show chat room says, This is so sad, so true that no one gets justice with the court system. Gemini, they don't. I mean, don't get me wrong, some people do. Now, in the end, where I was working all the way across town, there is a um, a court unit that has the highest number of domestic violence cases. When I had gone there the first time, a woman had approached me after I'd come out of court, and I thought it was someone for him. I was scared to death, to be honest. And she was an advocate, a victim advocate. And she pulled me aside, and she said, call me the next day. And she gave me her card, and I checked everything out. I was like, who is this person? And um, I had to go for my final hearing because, you know, when they do these things, when they um, do the, do the, um, the, um, oh, now I'm, I'm getting a blank moment. When you go before the judge for your hearing, there's several phases. You go into the temporary, yeah. you know, and then you'll go back for another one before you get your permanent. Um, before you get your permanent uh, protective order or peace order, whichever one you're going to get. Okay. So at that time I had gone, that was the second time, and I was going back for my third. And because I was studying law at the time, um, still studying law, I was 
still maybe an undergrad, but um, she said I had to stop talking in the legal sense. I had to be vulnerable and tell the story, and I had to keep reliving this over and over again. Well, at that time, I got the maximum uh, protection order that you could get in this state um, plus six months added to the end. And, um, you know, looking back on it, it's still hard to talk about it. But in the end, um, that was during that time he left the house in um, June of 08. And I was divorced from him in December of 08. That's how bad it was. Because a lot of people don't realize that there's this thing called no-wait divorces where you don't have to wait that year. Like in many states, you have to have that time of separation and all of that. But you don't have to when you can prove certain things. So I proved the cruel and inhuman punishment. I proved the infidelities and all of that. Now, because your friend is not married, he is just... Um, in a relationship with this young lady, depending on, and they're living apart, so there's not even, even if it's a state where they have common law, it doesn't apply because they're living apart. So again, he can go for that peace order to keep those two apart from one another. If there is no, no, but, that, but that's what that's what I was saying though. That, that right there, that's yeah. I, I had three different points to make after uh, hearing that. No, um, for that specific point is that uh, he doesn't. He doesn't want an order of protection against her at all. He doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's trying to work things out with her. And <clears throat> I'll tell you a short story. Um, only him, her, and me, and everyone that witnessed it. So I'm pretty sure we have a pretty good opportunity to say this without anyone really calling anyone out. Um, mm -hmm. They vacated down in uh, in New Orleans. And on Bourbon Street, uh, they were both intoxicated. And she got uh, jealous and decided to walk down the street. And he decided to follow her because it was a major city and they were very far away from home. And there was no way she was going to be protected. You know, there's no one there to have her back. And uh, she walked down the street tapping random people on the shoulder during a music oh, festival. Oh, wow. And and she, she tapped people on the shoulder and she was like, yeah, this guy's following me. I don't want him to follow me. Which, if you understand how big cities work, uh, that could have actually gotten him killed. He could have been, yeah. He could have been dragged down to the floor, you know, stomped out. Yeah, it would have been pretty bad. But every single person that she tapped on the shoulder, he was able to say, "Hey, uh, that's my girlfriend. We've been together for three years. She's just intoxicated. She's just being ridiculous." And they, you know, he was able to not get physically harmed. But, and he came back. And he told me the story. I'm like, man, she wanted you to get injured. <laughs> she had no, mm -hmm. there was no reason, there was no way that she didn't expect for harm to come upon you. There's no way for that to be possible. And you have a legal background, so you know um, Castle Rock v. Gonzalez. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't even call the police about it because there is no duty for them to actually uphold restraining orders. You know, mm -hmm. and the, I mean, so at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I, and, and I started my career um, in 2009. Um, I was a legal defense counselor in Chicago. Then I moved down to Florida, 
And in 2013, I was able to successfully shut down a police uh, department that was so corrupt. It was ridiculous. The chief of police had it out for me. And I was able oh, to wow. shut them down with a team of lawyers. Yeah, I know. I know. It's astonishing. It's uh, The town is called Waldo, Florida. They don't have a police department anymore. <laughs> but no, that's not the point I was trying to make. Um <laughs> But yeah, I know. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's okay because no, you know I'm... what? That's what this show is about, and that's why we're all here. And to know these types of things is very interesting um, to listen to your experience and to know that you have. I'm pretty sure tons of stories to you know to a degree to share certain things about. But um, the one thing there is that. You know, him following her, and I don't have to tell you that a good attorney, you know, she may get off with that, but then a great attorney would give him some type of culpability, you know, as well. If he knew what she was doing and that she was tapping people and saying this, at some point he should have broken it off before something bad happened where if you're down there and you're well, what, 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 what would that pain, realistically be, conspiracy to commit assault, <laughs> you know? I mean, um. It would be. I think it would be more contributory negligence at best um, yeah. if someone had yeah. attacked him on that end. Um, as far as they would have probably have made him, um, given him some type of culpability in whatever would have happened. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, had she caused that, they both would have been found probably guilty of something. But again. Um, you know, when it comes to him making bad decisions like that, that could cost him his life, you know, he has to really sit down and think, or have you ever asked him, is he willing to die for this woman? Because that well, no, in itself I, is... I, I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now, I sat him down, I said, this is clearly not the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. This is clearly going right. to end up badly for you, because in America we practice the Duluth model, which is... Um, in a domestic dispute, no matter what's happening, the man is the bad guy, the woman is obviously the victim, and you know we that's how that's how we've done things for like what thirty forty years now, so no matter what is happening, even though he's never struck her and sh- she has struck him, I mean there's no real way for him to wow. win in that situation, and I'm happy that he has her out of his house, you know I'm happy, yeah, but he is still trying it. to yeah. work things out with her. But again, now again, let me say this again. You, he can get himself a good attorney. If he gets a great attorney with an awesome team. But the thing is, again, it comes back to this this societal expectation of males is that, okay, even if she hits him, unless she's hitting him with the, the strength of a feather, there's going to be some marks. Now, if he's never hit her, now, if you get a good attorney who's going to push that back, because I do this all the time, I'm like, ladies, just because I've been abused, just because I'm a survivor, doesn't mean that I'm going to listen to what you say and jump on your bandwagon. I want to see this proof that what you're saying is true and that what he's saying is not. And now there's more people emerging who are starting to get this mindset because I understand that men can be victims. And again, this comes from this societal thing where we have this this notion that, as you said, women are always going to be the victims. There's no way possible 
that that man could be a victim. He's six foot three. She's five foot nothing. There's no way possible that she could cause any damage to him. I'm like, I'm sorry. She could pick up a gun, a knife, a candlestick, for all we know, a bat. She can do some damage. And she knows that she's right about at that section below the belt somewhere. She can take one easy, simple blow and bring him down like, you know, um, like a Goliath. End of discussion. So, again, it comes down to um, knowing the representatives, knowing the court systems, and learning the law for oneself. I always tell people, if you're at that point, don't just take what an attorney is telling you. When that attorney says you can't do this and you can't do that, I say this, go and look up the laws in your state for yourself. And if you don't know how, get an advocate or get someone who can help you do that research to know. But it comes down to him or her wanting to change, knowing that it's better to be apart than it is to be together. Because right now, each one is enabling the other. And nothing's getting solved here. And, you know, at this point, it's wonderful that we are here. And who else is joining in? Good morning, Jean. I see Jean has joined in. Guest number seven, Gemini, Simon. Good morning over in our show chat room. Uh, Jennifer, if you're still listening, if you want to chime in, feel free. I still have the other social sites set up for comments from everyone. Um, I'm not repeating everyone's because you're basically all on the same um, wave. So I'm going to repeat the one comment as opposed to saying the same things differently. Um, But yeah, for those of you who are just joining us, we are here and we'll call him caller 4009 who is sharing a story of his best friend and how he has, he is apparently in the wrong relationship right now and that he's done all he can do basically is tell him that he would be there for him. Even if he couldn't reach him by phone, he could knock at his door and he would be there to help him. He has made his peace and told him that he thinks that being with this person is not good. Now coming back to the show title, fake friends, so many Mm -hmm. people would. Now this is the kicker because when you're there trying to help him, suddenly you become the enemy And there's so many times when people misconstrue somebody who's telling people the truth as that fake friend who you're just jealous or you don't want to see anybody happy because you're single right now. You want everybody else to be single. It's amazing how the human psyche works that causes us to um, to turn on the main people who are there to help one another Uh, these people out of these situations. In that respect, you have to stand strong and be strong for your friend. But when you know that it's wearing you down, and I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, but for the sake of our listeners, when you know that it's wearing you down, there comes a time when you have to pack up and just do that arm's length thing. Check on them every now and then. Um, If you're a faithful person, say a prayer for them when you wake up in the morning before you go to bed at night. But you have to keep it moving for yourself because no matter if we stay involved with these types of situations, it does tend to wear on us. It will tear us down after a while. And like I said earlier, that law of attraction, when we are at that place, 
where everything that we're dealing with is so negative. Negativity will find us, and it will start to attract to us. And that's where these problems start to come in when that negativity attaches to us. So um, over here in the show chat room, um, if you all have any questions or comments, feel free. Let me go over here and look at the other sections. Um, But right now, as you said, your friend is in no space. He's not in a place where he wants to get any order because they won't stay apart from each other. And one thing that I can tell you again is that I know when I was in court, um, initially there was a young lady there. She was purple as she could be. She was black and purple all over her body. The problem was that, as the judge put it, she was a repeat visitor. And he would give her an order, but by that weekend they'd be drinking and back together again while the order was in effect. And one thing that, you know, I can tell people is that the courts don't like when abusers and the abused waste their time. And that looks bad because you do have some judges that takes that out on everybody. And like you said, you have still some of the old school judges who believe that the woman is always right. Now you have judges who believe who are starting to rule for the man. Um, here in this area over the last, say, 10 years or so, there have been judges who have um, told people that uh, I'm not giving you a protection order. And even during my times going back and forth, I was denied too. Well, the judge who told me that he, I needed to prove to him well, that I was getting hurt. So, you know, yeah, you and, know, and that's obviously terrible, but I think I think um, any, any uh, claims of abuse in the household, I think that needs to take – a few days of research and they need to have lawyers grill people to find out what's actually going on. You know, I mean, because, because where I'm from, uh, Chicago, Illinois, uh, people make claims all the time. Uh, the city has literally paid out $700 million in false claims in the past, like 10 years. And it's just mm-hmm. because people, the moment that you, cause we have compassion for our fellow man, for our fellow woman, we have compassion, so we don't want to view them as liars, but they do. Pe- people lie all the time. People want to make themselves mm-hmm. look like a victim. And, and you know, as far as my situation with my friend, I have done everything short of literally grabbing him by the throat and just putting up, a, putting up against any flat surface and being like, look, you're being an idiot, and I'm not going to let it happen. You know, I've done everything. I'm like, you, you right. can't do this to yourself. And I'm not going to sit here and watch you do this to yourself, which is why we don't talk anymore. And I'm sure he's going to call me in about a month like, yeah, it didn't work out. And I'm going to have to act surprised, like, no way. <laughs> but, you know, that that's what yeah. we that's what we do. I mean, that's human interaction is right. people making bad decisions, and we just have to have their back, even if they're doing literally the only thing you told them that was a bad idea. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's kind of where I'm sitting at right now. Yeah, and then I, I, I did a show a few months ago where I said, you know, when these people come to that realization and reality smacks them in the face, the last thing that the person who they're going to talk to needs to say is, I told you so. Because they already know that you t- he'll know that you told him so many, many, many times. So he doesn't need to hear that. Like you said, say, really? 
you know, well, what was that moment of enlightenment <laughs> for you? You know, you have to be that friend that's not going to do exactly what he's been experiencing for the last couple of years. Because the last thing that someone who's finally come out of that darkness back into the light needs to hear is people are going to kick them, try to kick them back down to that hole again. Because, you know, and, and that's awful when people say, I told you so, okay. And then, you know, a lot of times you knew what you were doing. You tried to help him. But there's a lot of people out there, and this is when those fake friends and family come in, the infamous inexperienced experts that tell you all about, well, if it was me, I would do X, Y, Z if it was me. Okay, it's not you. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, yeah, the all-knowing, that. the all-knowing friend that has never failed yes. and never, you know. <laughs> yes. The infamous inexperienced experts. Well, I would do this, and I would. I have family members like that. No, you wouldn't. I know you. I've known you my entire life. You would cower in a corner and be silent. Stop trying to be the big bad wolf when you're nothing but a puppy in a wolf's clothing. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you know, it's just so amazing. Yeah. We could go on and on all day and, t- t- you know, just look at the different facets of this thing called domestic violence and abuse and and all of these types of things. We could go back and forth, back and forth, up and down with this. But it's so sad that so many people don't understand the dynamics. And you should come back and tell us exactly when your friend um, calls you and tells you that. But I love the fact that you called in. and, And, again, let's look at this from a different point of view. I don't know how many people you've spoken to about this, but at least today, you got a chance to to talk about it. Because, you know, this show is all about letting go of things that we're carrying around. And my personal take is that right now, you've done all you can do. So it's a burden that you no longer need to have on you or in your psyche. It's just a um, burden. Jennifer says she lost her signal, but she's back. So I'm sure she'll be joining and re-chiming in in a moment. Um, But again, Let's see. Are you all talking over in the show chat room? Because if you are, I'm going to refresh because the room may have froze on me. But um, I want to make sure that I'm not missing. I, 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 I can fill. There. I can fill a little bit of space. I can fill a little bit of space there. I, I actually used to do a show on Blog Talk Radio. I was talking about like current events and sports and politics and foreign affairs. Yeah. So I know I can. I can fill a little bit of space here. Another thing that I. Oh, uh, cool. Was uh, yeah, I was I was I was kind of hesitant to bring it up, but I'll, I'll just bring it up. Um, for the last six months of their relationship, uh, I would show up at their house for like a bonfire, you know, just simple stuff. And every time mm-hmm. she wanted to argue with him, uh, <laughs> she would ask for him to talk to her privately because she knew that if she had done it in front of me, I would have called her out for being, you know, ridiculous. And then he, all right, Stockholm syndrome here, he. Literally mm-hmm. went out of his way to not have her and me in the same area at the same time because he knew that she was going to do something and that I was going to react to it. <laughs> and, you know, that that's really, you know, that's really, that's the funniest part about it is that he understood that I was going to say something, something that he should have said, but he didn't, <laughs> you know, but. And I can't be mad at him for. I mean, I understand when you when you have this strong connection with another human being and they're mistreating you, you will do everything to defend that connection, even though it's mm-hmm. probably going to be at your detriment. So, you know, I, I was trying. So, so, so he would literally, she would drag him away, and then he would separate us, so that 
I would never confront her, <laughs> you know, and because I would have. I, I have no problem at all with confronting people when they're being right. when they're being ridiculous. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. So yeah, it's just it's just weird to me that um, I guess it's weird to me that it went on so long and that I didn't know about it. And then when I found out about it, everything that he could have possibly done to make sure that I didn't say anything to her about it, you know, he 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 went out of his way. And that's just that's the saddest part about everything is that he wouldn't allow me to confront her, <laughs> you know. And that that takes a lot of effort to have to go through all of that to keep you separated and all of that. Oh my goodness, people don't realize how much effort they're putting into keeping situations bad. <laughs> it's like um, that takes a lot of effort. <laughs> Absolutely. So I I I, you know? I and like I said, like I, I said, you know, if you want if you want to have peace in your life, you need to be peaceful. You know, it goes back to what Roosevelt said. You know, uh, said uh, what was it? Uh, Tread lightly, but carry a big stick. You know, mm-hmm. uh, be prepared for whatever is happening, but don't ever allow yourself. Don't place yourself in a position where you're going to be somebody's punching bag, emotionally, intellectually, or physically. Yeah, I mean that's that's really where I'm at. <laughs> is I don't know how to explain yeah. that to him. There's no nice way to tell him, "Hey, man, you're someone's punching bag, and you need to stop doing that." Well, you could say it just like that, and then leave it alone. For those of you, I see a lot of people are jumping on our call query. If you want to join our conversation, uh, press the number one on your phone, and I will bring you on air to join our conversation. Right now, we are talking about the fake friends and bad relationships and how um, even some honest enemies will tell you when you're going down a really bad road. Um, But again, these people who, they're not your significant others. They don't love you. You're in fake relationships. You're in fake, uh, fake feelings, whether it be from both sides or, or just one sided. It's not real, and we need to understand that when we're clinging to things that aren't real, it's like we're clinging to thin air. So I want to go back up because Jim and I had said something earlier. Um, It's gone from my feed because I had to redo the screen, but... um, Jim and I had spoken about PTSD, and this does cause some sense of PTSD because when I was uh, divorced initially, um, there were times when I would be sleeping and I would hear my ex's voice outside at the neighbor's home and um, it would cause me to have nightmares and I'd wake up and my heart would be racing and things like that, not knowing if he would come back. Because one of the last things that my ex told me, because I believed that I was the first woman in his life who rejected him and walked away and never said one word um, back to him after that. He had his family and his daughter and people were calling me, telling me this and that. I was like, Mm-mm, when I move, I move. So, you know, in the end, um, the, one of the last things that he told me was that he gave me a specific date, which I cannot remember. I'm sure it's written down in some notes somewhere um, that he was going to come back and kill me. And with him being in such close proximity, I think that he's a bit of a coward 
and he would probably get someone else to do it, but he wouldn't do it. But in the same breath, I refuse to live my life in fear. So for me, I get up every day, I go out, I go out, I, I, I live my life. Um, if it's going to happen or if he's going to attempt it, I let him know, make no mistake, I'm not going to go out without a fight. But um, I'm not going to stop living my life. And You, you, you know, because... can, I, can I interject there a little bit? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, um, the thing I learned about living in a major city with the highest murder rate and highest theft rate and highest assault rate is that crazy people will not tell you that they're actually crazy. The people that threaten mm-hmm. murder don't tend to do anything at all. They're just talking crap, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. and then I mean, my the thing with him. <laughs> my thing with him, though, is that it's not necessarily him. Even though I'm the ex-wife, I still have a pivotal role in his life, obviously, because he feels the need to keep my name on his lips. But it's the crazy women who are willing, the infamous people who we talked about earlier, because he said that he wanted to target women who were older, biological time clocks had fallen off the wall, you know, they got picked up with the nearest next trash pickup, the whole nine yards, but he wanted to he wanted to be with um women who he knew that he could control. And just like the neighbor, he said he could go and hang out with his other women and she would wait for him to come back to her. And rightfully so. But these women, the problem comes down to these women who are willing to kill for someone who's not their own or willing to harm. I've been down that road where they would knock on my door. And I'm like, okay, he's not here. You might want to go around the corner because I don't have any dealings with him. But, again, these are all the types of things that come into, um, again, relationships when you're finding one in and then you have a stranger in your house. Yeah. And when you're living that lie, you know, with fake support. And where's the rest of your friend's family, or do they not care? No, see, the thing is, the thing is, his um, the the entire reason I met, um, I was uh, doing music promotion, and he was making music, and uh, I met, I met him through an outside source. I think it was some guy in Africa who was like, "Hey, I spent a bunch of money trying to connect people, whatever." But um, his dad actually lives two blocks away from my house. I've babysat mm-hmm. his younger brother. I've watched his dad's dog. His mom lives on the other side of town. She's dating this guy. Yeah, no, I'm, his family unit is kind of messed up. And and I told him, you know, oh. you don't really, I mean, it's easy It's easy to look at your parents because I obviously have the same background. You know, my parents are ridiculous people. And uh, I told him, you don't need to focus on that because, you know, we're older now. We're adults. We recognize that they're ridiculous people. And we don't need to follow in their footsteps. We have the opportunity at every moment, every day, every time you open your eyes when you wake up in the morning to do better than they did. And we don't have to be a part of that anymore. Now, if you need a family, if you need people to count on, and you don't feel like calling your biological family, call me. I'll have your back. You know, not a problem. Right. And we had that understanding for probably the last four or five years. <laughs> like I said, recently, right. uh, I didn't know. 
I didn't know that she was uh, physically abusing him. And he, I know why he didn't tell me because it's the same reason uh, why society is kind of mixed up and messed up is that uh, men always have to be tough. And yeah. I understand why he wouldn't tell me, you know. You, yeah. Nobody wants to call their best friend to say, hey, my girl's punching me in the face on occasion. And, you yeah. know, I, I get why he didn't tell me. But the moment he did tell me, he went out of his way to protect his abuser. And, you know, I get I get that too. Psychologically, I get that. You know, Stockholm Syndrome, you know, your abuser, right. they love you, right. you just need to change them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just... uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now. I just, uh, I'd rather, I'd rather, and I even told him, I was like, dude, I'll take you out camping for a weekend. Just turn your cell phone off, throw it in the car. Let's go camping in some place that has no cell service to begin with. Let's just go fishing. Let's just pitch a tent. Let's just, you know, start a fire and let's be away from everything. And then let's have a conversation. And that seems to be impossible for him because he wants so badly to, have that pitch that picturesque view of himself with this girl. I'm not saying she's not attractive. <laughs> she's an attractive female, but he wants that perfect relationship, and that's not possible with this individual. And I already know that, and I know it's right. going to end up badly, but I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. You know, I, I yeah, I don't know. You know, who's in the area who could, um, but if he's if he's not receptive to any type of help it doesn't matter what you say or do until he's at that point where he's ready to awaken and move on doesn't matter what you do I mean again you can give him some some groups maybe that he could talk to where it's men helping men Um, you know I have groups here but out there where you are um, we'd have to look and see if there's any groups for males supporting males, but they're everywhere now. But again, most people don't know that because society says that men are supposed to be the rocks and, you know, you don't fall apart. This is not supposed to happen, but it does. And yeah. if we don't put a face to this, if we don't keep that face present, you know, it's going to fall. We're going to continue to decline the way that we are. Um, over in our show chat room, Simon says that this was an awesome show today. Thank you, Simon, for your wonderful, wonderful words. Simon from the UK. Um, Gemini, don't know if you're in the UK as well, but welcome to you. I believe that you are a first-time visitor as well. Welcome to you. Gene is there. He's being quiet today. He's probably in the middle of something. Hey, Simon writes, it's impossible uh, to help that, that's you half, do not that's want half to the, That's half the blog talk. That's that's half the blog talk radio game is uh, background noise while you're doing something else. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Come on, Gene. Do your it's thing, buddy. impossible <laughs> to help people who do not want to be helped, and that's it. Yeah. You know, this these people need to make that conscious decision that I'm tired. And I I had told someone years ago. I said, you know what? Only you. You're gonna wake up one morning. And this is how I put it to her. I said, you're going to wake up one morning. It's just going to happen out of the blue. And you're going to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Then and only then will you be ready to make that change. But in this case, it didn't quite happen that way. Her young child had come to her and said that he couldn't, he was seeing the school counselor because of the things that were going on in the home. 
That was the breaking Mm -hmm. point. Again, people, don't let it get to the point where... Uh Jean writes, yeah, it's great to be able to listen while you bake, LOL. Oh, are you baking my birthday cake? Thank you so much. Anyway, (laughs) moving right along. Um, So Jean is baking this morning. Um, Simon is listening from the UK. Hopefully, Simon, you guys got some rain over there by now. I know we had been talking about that for a couple months, too. But um, let me go over here and see if anyone else is on social media because they're talking to me through Facebook. They're talking to me through several ways. Um, Let me go over here to our phone. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Because people are talking to us from all over the country, you know, the world. So they have to get their points across however they can. But, yeah. Yeah. So today, everyone, it's been about you never know, and I love live talk because you never know what's going to happen or who's going to call in. And, again, as I always tell people, you call in as a guest, but you leave as a family. And our family is from all over the place, and we all have stories to tell. And things to say. Uh oh, let's see what's going on over here. <laughs> um, Jennifer writes that's a real problem when you don't realize who is really being affected by the decisions um, you're making. And yeah. that's true. And, 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 and that's, and that's exactly what I was talking to him about. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. I was like, dude, you, you, yeah, I am mad. I am mad that you are doing this and you are going through this and you have zero intention of ending it. But you need to understand at the same time that this is annoying the hell out of me, you know, because I can see what you're doing. I'm I'm an outside observer, a third party, and it's not okay. <laughs> There's no way that you would allow this to happen to me if you, you know, you and me switch places. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just so strange how people allow themselves to get so caught up in ridiculous things all the time. You know, the next shiny object. And uh, this chick is apparently the shiny object that he's focused on, but it's it can't, it cannot possibly, there is no way that this one will. It's going to be yeah. sad. And I'm going to have to sit there and, uh, I'm, I mean, I don't know which shoulder I'm going to offer him to cry on, but... <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, there's no way that this is going to, uh, yeah, it's just not possible. And, you know, and and I'm uh, kind of friendly with her, um, obviously less so after I found out. But uh, at, at the end of the day, I, I told him, I was like, man, you don't see it yet. <laughs> you don't see how bad it is because you're in it. You're emotionally encapsulated by it. There's no way that you could possibly view it objectively. But... This is not okay. And, you know, what am yeah. I supposed to do? You know, I, I I could be like, look, okay, I could, you know, no, no, there's no real, I mean, yeah, I, I could, you know, take him out to the woods and just, like, kidnap him for a week and be like, look, this is this is not okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I, I don't know. There's no real way for me to inter- intervene any further than I have. I already told her, I told him, I didn't think that either of them have learned any lessons. I think this is going to end badly. And, uh, yeah, it already ended technically, but they're trying to get back together. They're trying to reconnect without learning anything. All they did was change the address. <laughs> so, 
You know, yeah. that's uh, I feel your frustration. Yeah. <laughs> I feel your frustration, yeah. but I think that, you know, in closing this, this, this segment out, I think that what you should do is, as you said, have that plan in place so that when he comes, maybe you all could just say, okay, man, it's over. If he knocks on your door, like you said earlier, and he's at your door and he says, it's over, it's really over, say, okay, you know what? Have some, have everything packed or a little bag and just get ready to go out there for that time away in the woods or wherever you guys want to go. Just get away for a while to let him just think and regroup and take his phone so that he can't contact her and that he can really get in touch with who he is and what he wants out of life and find his self-worth. So I would definitely, definitely have that plan in effect for him so that, um, he will be able to have that time away to just be with his thoughts and, and, and give him a piece of paper and a pencil and tell him, listen, you write down your thoughts. This is the stuff that we're going to throw away, throw it into the ocean, not really in the ocean because we don't want to contaminate that. But, you know, take it away, put it in the barn fire, do whatever you have to do, and this is your new you. Who, do you, who you are right now as of the day, yes, you're healing, but where do you see yourself in the next three months, six months, nine months, a year, two years, and then move on from there? And Simon writes, there comes a point when all you can do is be there to pick up the pieces. And what you want to do when you're picking up those pieces, you make sure that he only picks the best of those pieces and create himself as a new masterpiece out of those best pieces and leave the other pieces where they lie. And if that means that he needs to move out of that building or he needs to move into the next town or out of that state, if he's able to do it, then that's what he's going to have to do. But everything that comes in a shiny wrapper may not taste good or be good for you. Everything out here, the law of, the law of, of, um, of um, advertising is to make things be appealing. That doesn't mean that they're good for you. That doesn't mean that they're the best thing for you. That's why all of these ads and things, pretty candy, shiny wrappers, doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean a thing because that's not where people need to be. And I did a piece called Beautiful Lies. It's all about those things that come in shiny wrappers that are just not good for you. So that's what she is. She's a shiny wrapper. She's the flavor of the week or the month. But at some point, he's going to get sick and tired. But we don't want him to get sick and tired to the point where he elevates it to another level. So, again, closing comments for anyone um, in the chat room, Gene, Simon, Gemini, Jennifer, uh, all of the other listeners, if you have something uh, new to say, call us in the call query. Uh, if not, we're going to get ready to uh, end our segment today. Thank you so much for calling in, though. though. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, uh, that actually helped a lot. Uh, to That's a lot of stuff to roll over, so I'm going to think about it all day. <laughs> it's the weekend, guys. It's the weekend. You know, this is the last time before you have to go back to work and uh, strain your brain. Uh, I appreciate you answering the call sister um that's definitely going to help me uh deal with the, it's going to be an awkward conversation you know there's no way it's not going to be but <laughs> but right. yeah i do appreciate you taking the time you know that's awesome awesome show sure as long as um it and that's what this show is all about is about you having that time to help you 
to re- regroup and rejuvenate and get it off of you so that you can be a stronger person for your friend and be there for him. And, and like I said, just have that game plan in place. So tell him, hey, man, you know, give me a couple outfits so that, you know, if, in case you need to get away, everything will be here. And when you come knocking, we'll be at that place where we can just jump in the car and go, no matter where you're going to go, and then make sure you take his phone. Um, Simon says, uh, Gemini said, thank you, great show. Simon says, awesome to be back in the chat room. Thank you, Simon. Again, uh, to you, caller, thank you so much for being here. We do hope that uh, this small time together helped you out um, in some way so that you can be that strength and that rock that we all know at some point your friend may very well need. So, again, um, Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for finding the program and um, having the courage to call and impress the one on your phone. It's appreciated greatly. Um, but thank you again for being here with us today. Let me see what's going on over here. And um, Jennifer says maybe we should end with the breathing exercises again because I know that this particular show really did bring out some emotions to the listeners and those of you who will be listening to the replay. So the last thing we're going to do today is, um, which I I agree, I think that we can go back as we began. We're going to have our moment of meditation and uh, silence so that we can regroup through this and start our breathing exercises. So wherever you are, I want you to take this moment to simply breathe Let it go for a few moments. Uh, Enjoy the moment of silence. So, caller, thank you again. Do come back and visit us again and give us an update. Or if you ever want to join us, next week is open chat. We're going to talk about current events and other things going on in this world of crazy. Um, the, The cop who shot the person who, from what we're understanding, may or may not have known personally, went to the allegedly went to the wrong apartment and killed him dead when he was in his own apartment because she thought it was hers, all types of things that are going on in society nowadays. We're going to have another cerebral and respectful conversation. But right now, as always, before we end, I want to pray each and every one of you enough, especially today for your friend. I want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn the frown that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I want to pray each and every one of you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door and coming your way from this very moment and beyond. So again, continue to pay it and pray it forward. I'm C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. the mediator Shiro, right here at our ground zero. And as I said, ground zero doesn't mean that we're at rock bottom. And neither is your friend at rock bottom. It just means that they are standing on solid ground. And when we make that choice to dig in deeply, we will be able to propel ourselves to new heights so that we can soar with the eagles. So until next time, our number is 202-618-2556. If you need us, reach out. We will be here. Uh, If you'd like to um, talk to us, of course, our website is thewallfoundationinc.org. If you'd like to support or get involved, we are, of course, an IRS-approved and recognized 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, If you'd like to donate in any way, 
whether it be product, service, your time, uh, we would appreciate that greatly. Visit our website at thewallfoundationinc.org. We do have contact forms there and ways that you can place your donation, your tax-deductible donations, or you can always write to me. My website is www.cmariawall.com. That's www.cmariawall.com. I also have a contact form there for you. Uh, Again, thank you all for being here. We're going to end the show with our meditative moment. Sit back and relax before you head back to the hustle and bustle of your busy, busy days. Thanks for a most awesome show. Peace and love and hugs that came from Simon and Gemini Moon. Um, Thank you so much for the heartfelt greetings and all of that. Everyone, after our meditative time ends, our show will end. We hope to see you back here again next week, same time, 8 a.m., for another session of Sunday mornings with me, C. Maria. Until next time, be well, be blessed, and I'll see you soon. Our show is about to end in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Have a great and awesome day. I'll see you again next week. Be well.